Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. As usual, thank you for listening. And please don't forget that yours truly, the commentator, uh, has a couple of Christian fiction books that I've written on uh, Amazon under L.A. Blackburn. And uh, also, please uh, don't forget, on my SoundCloud page, I have a, a link to Patreon. So, today we're going to look at a question. The question is, what kind of pastor do you want? What kind of pastor do you want? The reason that comes up is because I've been following some different exploits that have been going around that I find pretty concerning, not the least of which is a pastor in Canada who had a knock on the church door with a lot of police uh, basically saying you can't meet and they had of course covid requirements and this and uh he was basically saying uh yeah we kind of can and uh and he did now interestingly enough i think later they built a fence around his church so that nobody could get in it and they had services outside you know, whether you agree with his approach or not, that's a pastor you can follow. Because he has a firm grip on uh, what he feels like God wants him to do. Now the question is, what kind of pastor do you want? Do you want a pastor that's a leader? Or a pastor that's a pastor? Now, that's going to sound kind of kind of crazy because you're saying, what do you mean? I mean, a pastor is a leader. Well, yes, a pastor is a leader. But their primary function is supposed to be a preacher-teacher. They're supposed to be a pastor-slash-teacher, which means, yes, they look after the flock, but... Again, uh, the problem is sometimes we take these biblical metaphors and run them to the rails. Uh, sheep are not always really smart. And people like to point that out. Well, sheep are kind of dumb. Well, okay, but that wasn't the point. The point is, is was on the shepherd and his focus on the well-being of the sheep, which means he wants to make sure the sheep grow. And are well fed, well tended to, and protected, right? That's kind of what a pastor ought to be doing. There are, however, pastors that have the name pastor, but that's not what they are. They want to be leaders. They don't want to be pastors. So when it comes to the visitation and all of the social stuff and and the and the preaching end of it, they're kind of oh yeah yeah I'll do that I'll do that. But really, what they want to do is show up at the meetings and 
kind of make decisions all on their own. Which, unfortunately, is not too blooming biblical. That um, that kind of uh, leadership <clears throat> actually came out of the Middle Ages, and it was basically formed off of the Catholic Church. Now, Catholic Church is very hierarchical. Why? Because it's Roman. Roman system was very hierarchical. I mean, you had, you know, the emperor and the procurators and people underneath them. And, I mean, it was very, very involved. They had a lot of people involved in all different lines, okay? And, of course, in or in the Middle Ages, the Catholic Church had, you know, you had the pope and the cardinals and the bishops and the, and the priests and so forth, right? So, it was very, what, what they would call in... In business lingo, it was a very tall structure. It had a lot of layers. However, if you look at the synagogue system that Jesus went to, and that all the early church was familiar with, and all the apostles were familiar with, it was a very, what they would call, flat structure. In other words, you had the rabbi, and maybe the cantor. There's an older name for that, and I can't, can't remember it, but... You had these guys, and then you had the people, and that's it. I mean, that's it. So, then of course, in Paul's letters, and you get the idea of you have deacons who are in the service of the church, and the elders, and of course the elder slash bishop slash pastor are in charge of the flock, right? The people to make sure they're protected make sure everything is running smooth okay, so there is leadership right? But it's it's a leadership by example and normally senior pastor was first among equals and it was someone that everyone agreed on saying, man, this guy, we've seen him do some fantastic stuff. The system we got nowadays, it's very different. It's very, very different. The reason I say that is because literally there are pastors that see themselves more as a CEO of an organization, which is sad because the church is not an organization, it's an organism. Because Jesus is the head of the church. And, of course, they'll be quick to say, well, you know, Jesus said head of the church, but I'm the one that has to make decisions for, you know, because Jesus tells me so. Well, okay, all right. But here's the thing. First among equals, that means your the church staff is not subservient to you. Everyone decides. And ultimately, I guess, yes, your senior pastor is the person that usually ends up laying it down if a decision has to be made quickly. But that person's supposed to answer to the people. Now, again, let's look back at the question. What kind of pastor do you want? Because a lot of times, people don't want a pastor. They don't want a pastor. They want a leader. And I think that's sad. Because 
a lot of times a leader doesn't have to care. All, all you know, basically all you have to do is, you know, sometimes a leader can just say, well, why don't you sit down and shut up? And if you don't like it, go to another church. Well, that's not a pastor. But, now, on the same token, that seems to be what a lot of people want. They want to hire someone who just makes decisions, you know, to run everything, keep the lights on. And yeah, throw a little, you know, thematic Bible stuff in there so they can seem feel like you've had a, a good Sunday something. And then you go home. And then everything just runs like clockwork. The only problem is, is there's no growth. Why do I say that? Because a pastor pastor, a pastor teacher is growing the church. It's growing the flock. The people are being fed. It's interesting that one of the biggest, one of the books that people love to quote the most is the book of Hebrews. Some people tend to think Paul wrote it. Other people have other ideas. We really don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but we do know this. Fantastic book. Very quoted book. Probably the most quoted book in the New Testament. Now here's the thing. Somehow we skip past the verse in Hebrews where the author says... You people ought to be teachers by now, but you still need the milk of the word. So, he's asking a question, and the question is, why aren't you grown up? Why aren't you growing? The answer to that now, nowadays, is people aren't being fed. You don't get strong on just milk. You can't get to adulthood on just milk. Now, so you have to have the meat. To get the meat, you have to have someone in that pulpit or in your in your Bible class who's willing to give it to you who's willing to dig it out. That takes a teacher. Now, oddly enough, when somebody's called to be a pastor, the, the word is hyphenated in Greek. It's pastor-teacher. It's not separated. You can't have a pastor without a teacher. It's not existing. That, that's not something that happens. So if you got a pastor who can't teach then I don't know what they are, but they're not a pastor. Now, here's the thing. If you want an administrator, great. Get an administrator. If you want a leader, great. Get a leader. But you don't have to have one that, that spent 5,000 years in seminary. What you need is a godly man with a bachelor's degree in business or business leadership, or if they're doing finances, hey, here's a weird idea. How about... They know accounting or something, or financial management. Imagine that. But no, we want everybody to come out of Bloomin' Seminary. And, to be honest, 
most seminaries really stink at teaching people financial stuff. Why do I think that? Go through the seminary curriculums and look at how many administrative classes these people are getting. Well, I guarantee you, a bachelor's degree in, in finance from business school has a lot more of that. Now you say, well, that's worthless. Well, guess what? If it's worthless in... If a BA in, Bibli- in finance or a BS in finance is worthless, then those few classes you get in church administration, probably the same dang thing. Now, I don't know that because every seminary is different. But here's the story. You want a leader, hire a leader. But don't stick pastor on this guy. Because a pastor needs to be a teacher. Teaching you the word of God. Because we got pastors of this, pastors of, of second knees on, on 56-year-olds, you know, on, on uh, pastor of hip replacements, uh, uh, pastor, pastor of furniture, pastor of the grass, pastor of the concrete. We have pastors of every blooming thing on the planet. But we don't have a lot of teaching going on. Why do I think that? Because biblical literacy is really low right now. It's been that way for a while. In fact, literacy is low right now. So you say, "Well, man, I don't know, L.A. You're full of you're full of full of something." Well, check me out. Go on Barna. Check out their their studies. Go to the Pew Center. Check their studies out. Go to the Gallup polls. Check their studies. See what the state of literacy and biblical literacy is. It will scare you. Now, why is it so important to have to have strong pastors? Because strong pastors are supposed to be growing strong believers. And if you have strong believers, what you have is this. The next time someone comes knocking on your church door saying you can't meet and you need to give up the Bible because it's a really nasty document and says horrible things about people, then you could you got a, a lot of people in that that stand up and say uh no say no you got christian teachers that are willing to say uh look i'm not uh i'm not throwing jesus under the bus this ain't happening because strong christians can weather the crazy that is going down now all over the place the death, doom, and destruction that is COVID. But more than that, the lies and deceitfulness that just are flowing just like water. And discernment is something that is rare. Source credibility is something that people don't even... I don't even know if people are grasping that anymore. And that is, you know, you might be thinking, well, what's source credibility? Well, without getting too deep, let me just say this. You can't separate the person from the message. You can't. Because, to be honest, if if you have a totally unrepentant uh, hustler, robber, who 
who's holding people up in the street under gunpoint trying to share Jesus with you. It just doesn't stick real well. Now, if you got somebody who's saved from that and changed, and you can see it, then the message means something. Now, does that mean God can't save people with just the Bible and just a gospel tract or just a verse? Of course he can. But you know what? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob works through people. Why do I know that? Because the Bible testifies of it. Almost every book. In fact, I would say every book. So, ask yourself, do you want to grow? I mean, really, do you want to grow? Or do you just want a church leader that just keeps the lights on? You know, gives you uh, nice thematic messages. Not matter with thematic messages, but but let me just say, a pastor challenges you, challenges you to grow, challenges you, and if you don't like that, then I'm wondering, what's your relationship with Jesus like? Because look, Jesus challenges his disciples every day. And he says, in this world, you will have tribulation. So, with that in mind, ask yourself, what kind of pastor do you want? And keep on speaking it on. To this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.